So if you don't know me, my name is um, Miss Michelle, is what the kiddos call me. And I am the children's pastor at Southern Hills. And I have been given the amazing opportunity to share with you today. And I'm very excited and I truly do believe that God has something for each and every person that is here today. And so I just want to open us in a word of prayer, please. Oh, dear gracious Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for this church. Thank you for these, uh, this congregation, Father God. And right now, Lord, we can already sense that your Holy Spirit is in this building. So Lord, I just pray that um, you would speak through me today. I pray that you would prepare the hearts of everyone in this room. Lord, it may be a little different than what they're used to, but Lord, I know that you can, you can, use, um, you can use me in this way, Father God. So open their ears and open their hearts. We give this service to you. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Amen. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you up front, some of you are going to be a little uncomfortable with the game we're going to play this morning, but it's okay to have fun. Everybody turn to your neighbor and say, it is okay to have fun. It really is. It is okay. All right. So I've got my elementary kiddos in here this morning, um, and I'm going to kind of do what I do best. I'm going to do what uh, each Sunday morning, when it's not family worship day, uh, we do a kid's service just for kids. We have one on preschool, and we have one on elementary. So I'm going to bring a little bit of that to you today. And then towards the end of it, I've got um, a message kind of geared more towards our adults, but kiddos don't tune me out. Um, so I think there's something for everyone today. Well, our theme for the month on elementary is mission control. And we uh, get a little excited about space and um, being an astronaut and all that fun stuff. So it's been a really fun theme for the month. And with mission control, the point of the theme is because we're learning to follow the flight plan. And when you're involved in a space mission, you have to obey and follow the directions completely or you could actually endanger your entire crew. You have to trust mission control, the people that are left here on earth, um, because they monitor everything. They know when to tell you to hit the thrusters or to change your oxygen tanks. And so it's important, uh, if you're going to be an astronaut in space, that you learn to trust and obey the people here on earth because they can see the bigger picture. And they know exactly what you need to do. We are learning to follow the flight plan, which is why this month our theme or our subject, we like to call it a life app, what we're learning is obedience. So I want you guys to see uh, the definition of obedience. And you can read it along with me. It says, obedience, trusting who's in charge by doing what you're asked to do. Very good. And sometimes, I mean, that is really, really tough. Kids, sometimes it's tough to obey our teachers or our coaches or our parents. Or for adults, it's sometimes hard to follow our boss with what they're asking of us to do. But if we do what they ask us to do, we're showing them that we trust them and we respect them. So for today's Bible story, we are going to go back in time. I mean way back in time, to the very, very beginning. In the beginning, there was nothing. I mean absolutely, seriously, nothing except God. And God made the universe. He made light. To shine the way, very good. And he made some sky, he made some land, he made some water, and then he made some plants, yes, and he made some fish. 
That's the kind of fish we have in children's ministry. And he made animals. And when God looked out, he said, it is good. Now, for this next part of our story, when God makes his greatest creation, I want you to watch the screens and follow along for the next part from Genesis. You know, it's really sad to think that Adam and Eve disobeyed God because they didn't really trust him. They thought that their way was better. They listened to the serpent instead of listening to what they already knew was true. That's why today what we're going to be talking about, readers, you can read along with me, is trust and obey even when you think your way is better. But that's not easy, right? As kids, maybe you feel like you don't have very many choices to make. You think, well, if I can just grow up, then I'll be in charge and I can do what I want to do. Well, Eve was an adult, and we see that that did not go well. She did not make a wise choice. And then as adults, we think, well, I want to do what I want to do. I want to eat, drink, go, do what I want to do. I'm an adult. But we're going to learn today that obedience is the pathway to blessing. Satan places in our mind that God's laws are burdensome, unreasonable, and unfair. And that if we obey them, we're just going to be miserable. In the garden, the snake caused Eve to focus on just the one thing, not many things, the one thing that God had told him not to do. You see, the devil says, have it your way. No one should tell you what you can or can't do. You know, we all have times, if we'll just stop and reflect for a moment, we all have times in our life that we have gone down a path of disobedience. Maybe it was a wrong relationship, maybe it's bad habits, gluttony, poor spending habits, whatever it may be. And just like Eve's, we at times are willing to trade our wonderful relationship with God for an appetizing snack. We can feel that God's, following God's instruction is just going to deprive us of the pleasures of what we think is good. And we think, well, I'm just going to miss out. If I don't go to this party or do this thing, if we obey. Now, I want you guys to hear this. Kids and adults, we are completely free to choose our own way. In fact, it's really the only thing that we can do in this lifetime. The only thing we really have control over is the choices that we make. Is that correct? That's the only thing we can control. However, just like Adam and Eve were free to make their choices... There's one thing that we are not free to choose, and that is the consequences of our sins. A big part of why God gives us these instructions in the first place is he doesn't want us to have to face those consequences. Getting out of God's plan leads to brokenness, hurt for ourselves and for others. You see, God's ways are purposeful. When he says that something is wrong, it's just to show us that he loves us. It's not bad when God says no. It's because he doesn't want us to experience those consequences. He's trying to protect us. Think about it, parents. When we tell our kids no, is our purpose to be mean and evil and hey, <laughs> you don't get to do that. Is that why we tell our kids no? No, we do it because we want to protect them. We know what's best for them. We know if our kids touch a hot stove, what's going to happen? They are going to get burned, right? But why is it so hard sometimes for us to believe the same thing about our loving 
heavenly father. Sometimes he knows we are about to get burned and he is telling us no. Now, as I was preparing for this sermon, I thought, okay, God, what is it in my life that you want me to look at? What is an area of disobedience that I have? Because I can't stand up here and tell people to work on being obedient if I'm not working on it myself. And so as I begin to pray and really look and ask God to show me areas of my life that I'm disobeying, um, two, two things came to my mind. And the first was reading my Bible for myself. Now, some of you are like, well, you're a pastor. You read the Bible. I do read the Bible. I read my Bible. I prepare for my lessons. I study them. I know them well. But as far as just picking up the Bible and reading it for my own personal growth, just between me and the Lord, not because I'm going to present it to anyone else, but just for me, it's an area that I struggle with. And God is showing me that that is disobedience on my part. The second thing that I struggle with is taking care of myself particularly making time to go to the gym. Ah, hate that. So I've really been working on these two things since I've been really looking at where is disobedience in my life. And so I started reading the book of Romans for my own personal study. And as I've been reading it, I really love, and I just think it's so cool because I started reading Romans before I knew this is what I was going to talk about. And it's just so cool how God just lays it all out there. But listen to this in Romans 6, 16 through 18. We're going to start with verse 16. It says, don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death. Or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Now think about this verse for a minute. It says we're going to be a slave either way, doesn't it? Someone's going to be our master. Either sinning is going to be our master, disobedience, which leads to death. And the kind of death they're talking about is eternal separation from God. It's not a really great picture, is it? Or we can be a slave to obedience, which leads to righteousness. I think I'll choose obedience. And then it goes on in verses 17 and 18. It says, thank God, once you were slaves of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you're free from slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. So back to these two things that I personally have been working on. So I've been trying to go to the gym. Well, let's just be real honest. It is killing me. I hate every minute of it. But I am trying. I'm making an effort. And like I said, I'm beginning to read the book of Romans. And here's the thing. I've noticed, because those are the two things, when I searched out to God that he revealed to me, when I began working on those two things, I started noticing that I'm a little bit happier. Now, your two things may be completely different. You may have one thing, or you may have two things, or you may have a list of things that you feel like God is wanting you to work on. But for me, it was those two things, and I've noticed when I'm working on those, I'm happier. I'm less grumpy at home with my family and my daughter, and I'm more peaceful. And I thought, well, this just must be me. Like, when I'm obedient, I just must be happy. I'm going to ask my husband if he thinks this is true. So I asked Rodney, I said, hey, when you're obeying and you're living life in obedience with God, are you happier? And the minute the, the sentence came out of my mouth, I thought, well, that is just a dumb question. And he looked at me and he literally goes, duh. 
Of course, when we're obedient, we're happier people, right? There's no sin separating us. My kids in children's ministry, what does sin always do? Sin always separates. That's my kids. Very good. Um, when we are obedient, we're happier because sin separates. I got to be a part of this um, small group study this last year, and one of the studies we were, we were reading and learning about, the teacher said, sin always separates. And this was a new idea to me. I mean, I knew sin separated us from God, but, but this took it a step further that when we sin, it separates us from everything. If we're sinning against another person or a friend, that, it, it creates separation in that relationship. So sin doesn't just affect us here, does it? Sin affects us here. Sin always separates. So when I'm in obedience, which leads to righteousness, I'm happier. Which leads me to a key question for today. And the question is, what is at stake if you don't obey? Think about it. Kids, maybe for you, if you disobey, this is kind of a big one, you might lose your parents' trust. For a period of time. Maybe you'll get grounded or miss out on something really fun that you wanted to do. But because you're disobedient, now you don't get to do it. Teens, I don't know. Maybe for you, if you're disobedient, you'll get benched. Or detention or suspension. Or, oh my goodness, lose your phone privileges, right? Or even friends. Adults, for us, if we're disobedient, we can lose respect. We can lose relationships, positions, jobs. And most importantly, what about the legacy that we're leaving for our children when we're out of obedience? To me, these stakes are too high. So let's look at that bottom line for today one more time. If you'll read it with me, it says, trust and obey even when you think your way is better. But now think about it. Can we do this on our own? Is it a natural instinct to just always be obedient and always obey everyone that's over us? Well, again, I told you I was reading in Romans, and this verse really spoke to me from um, Romans chapter 5, um, verse 18. This is really good. It says, this, I'm going to read from the NIRV, which is the new, it's, it's the new international version, but it's for kids. It's a reader's version. And it says, so one man's sin brought guilt to all people. In the same way, one right act made people right with God. That one right act gave life to all people. So back to our story earlier, it started with Eve taking the bite of that apple and sharing it with Adam. That one act of sin brought sin for all of us. But praise God, when Jesus died on the cross, that one act brought forgiveness for all of it. It's one act on both sides. God had a plan all along to bring us back to him so that sin would no longer be separating us from him. He finished that plan when he died on the cross and gave up his life for us. Jesus died so that we would not have that sin separating us and we could be in a right relationship with him. Every day when we wake up, we have a choice to make. Because I told you, what's the only thing we get to choose in this life? Our choices. So every day we have a choice to make. We can choose our way or we can trust God and the people that he has put over us in our life. Whether that be our boss or our spouse or our coach or our teacher, principal, whomever. People like them are there for a reason. And it's important that we trust them and obey. So let's look at that bottom line one final time. Read it with me one more time. 
Trust and obey even when you think your way is better. Can I please pray with you?